1: Welcome to a classic big interview. This is where we dig into the vaults and choose an episode from earlier in our shows. This time we've gone all the way back to season 2018 19 and opted for one of our and your absolute favourites. This is what I had to say about it back then. Do enjoy. Here's the news you've all been waiting for. Kevin Bridges is back on The Big Interview. The man that listeners voted their favourite ever guest returned during his sellout stint at Glasgow's SECC, during which Kevin recorded his new DVD, which is out right now. This is Kevin on football mostly. As you'll know from his first visit way back in season one of The Big Interview, it's not about his routines on stage He's contagiously, infectiously, naturally funny, and he knows his football. So, thanks to Kevin, thanks to Hotel Duvan in Glasgow, where we hung out again for this chat, and thanks to all of you for listening to it. I need to establish some things. You're not just here because... You know, there's a certain degree of brotherly love between us. You're here because of statistical reasons. You're the first ever repeat big interview. And it's still... And, sequel. St- and still the biggest audience numbers ever. And sorry, Jürgen. Bigger than Klopp. Yes, Kevin, bigger than Klopp. I'll take that. <clears throat> Thank you. I thought you might be pleased about that. So, given that this is the, the, the sequel, let me pick up... Traditionally, you're supposed to begin with something, you know, positive. But let me pick up on a on a down note. Like, the last interview was a lot about... Meeting Henrik The first time The bus ticket Ink on his jeans Yep Now I saw you on television At Soccer AM Where they finally got you On the programme
2: That's right That was Well I actually met him You know what I mean As an adult I, don't think I met him as an autograph hunter as a kid, but that was and I have that was to the say, first time we'd actually...
1: For, for my taste, it didn't live up to, because you utterly outplayed him on the football pitch, and that's the thing I'm trying to build, build a platform to say. Like. He was rubbish, and you were quite good, and you yep. outscored him and outplayed him. Had you been out drinking the night before? What, yeah, what was the story?
2: I had actually been out drinking the night before. The night before that recording, I was having a few beers with my tour manager, and then we seen a bunch of guys in like football tracks. I think it was the Shrewsbury team. So I don't think it was the team, I think it was the staff. They were playing in the was it the football league trophy final or whatever the following day. So I ended up pretty drunk with the Shrewsbury coaching staff. And I was telling them I was going to meet Henrik Larson on
1: Sor and And what they gave you tips about how to like that trap and volley, that top corner stuff. I mean, you nearly found the bucket, <laughs> man. It was just I,
2: I got them pretty steaming, so <laughs> I put money on whoever they were playing. Winning the final because (laughs) I got the manager and some Nick. None of the players were booze and they were in bed. But I'm pretty sure. I don't know if they won. I'm pretty sure they get beat. But can we check that? Can we a fact
1: check? Oh, we're we're on it this minute. We're on it right now. Neil's Neil's get the iPad. He's a Shrewsbury fanatic. What do you even search for? Did Shrewsbury win the (laughs) football league? Whatever it's called. Google says no answers. But I mean, so that like that, whatever I did to Shrewsbury, did it just kind of relax you and you went in there with a the groove on 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 the Saturday morning? It was. It, it's the first time I, I've ever been starstruck. Like I, I don't really still again that time as well. He's a guy just synonymous with
2: so many happy memories and like you know, childhood, just happiest years of your life, sort of. So when I, to I meet understand him and, it, and I don't think he's changed much. He's very still that kind of the voice,
1: mm-hmm. that kind of droll sound. He's just, I don't know, he's just a. He's got star quality, honey. He's doing great, Nick. He's very intense. You know, he looks as if he could still play. But you know, I watched the whole thing, and um, you know, I know how uh, you know. John F- Fenners was just so excited to get you on, to get the two of you on. And I, I looked at Henry, and, and I thought he was starstruck too. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what I thought was going on because well, he wanted to come to one of my shows.
2: He, he gave me his number and said that he'd, he'd seen my stand-up and he was he was a fan. So I think he was going to come to the Apollo. In London, but he never he never text me, so uh, I'm a bit sad about that. But
1: but you met him, so that's still, one chopped off. I just
2: is. saved his number as Henrik. Is it nice to so it, good, even just getting that text message? going nice yeah. to meet you pal from Henrik. So
1: is it still nice, given what you've achieved and all the people you know? Because you make me feel all the t- like that all the time. Right? I know you love your music, but you know, obsessed time with my music too. So when you'll drop in like um, Noel and I, or when Noel and I were out with Roger. Daltrey or whatever. Yeah, I, do, do you have any idea of <laughs> that's having on me? Did I go that far? Did I say
2: Noel and I? Surely. I no, still ma- give, actually,
1: maybe it was Noel who said Kevin and I. I, you, still,
2: I still give him his phone name. I don't want to enter Noel and I stage. I just still. That's right. I know Gallagher. He actually sent me one of the one of the greatest text messages I've ever received. I was in Dublin and Noel was over watching you two. So it turns out we're in the same hotel and in the reception of the hotel in Dublin I seen Matt Damon who was also over to see you two so I'd been texting Noel when I hear you're in Dublin we're in the same hotel Celtic were playing Inverness Cali Fissel and I was like to know I'm going to go and watch it in a bar somewhere do you fancy it? and he goes ah definitely mate so this was the game was on the Sunday and on the Saturday about 2 o'clock in the morning about midnight, 2 in the morning I get a text from Noel saying not going to make the Celtic Inverness game in the pub I'm over at Bono's having tea and toast with <laughs> Matt Damon and I was like mate that is the greatest excuse for for dingy and Celtic Inverness I've ever read as like you enjoy your tea. And I was going to invite me as Bono get bt sport. I'll give I'll a but that text, I'm a, what what an excuse man I'm in Bono
1: please tell me you went back so i like part time supporter or uh...
2: no I just I just I was just hands, hands up respect It's not bad is it Aye, it's a decent I just watched it myself Celtic Inverness I've just been handed the classified the results are in League 1 playoff final that's what it's called Rotherham 2 Shrewsbury 1 they get beat I, I, whatever. I, I take I take a slight bit of responsibility for
1: it, Shrewsbury's defeat there it was that last creme de but, month that <laughs> served them <rivals. laughs> now if, if this is a tip for tap conversation we, we've We've never actually explained in public why there was a traffic breakdown one night after the Spanish Cup final in Madrid. Oh, that's right, we had the hotel. The, the swimming pool up the top. Me and Big Doc, Doc. Mm. we came over to Madrid for, it was
2: it was Guardiola's last game. Correct. Barça against Bilbao in the Calderon. C- correct. That's right, and I, want, I just wanted to see the last, the end of an era sort of game. And then we came over, that's right, met
1: you. The hotel had a rooftop mm. but, uh, pool, didn't it? Bar and mm. pool area. Um, I definitely want to get back
2: out. There was a
1: stage where you saw, you know, fabulous football, But just out yep. of your 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 constant curiosity to see what it's like firsthand to see the people that inspired you. You know, it was like you were on a mission, and just as you went to Argentina. Just as why don't we go to Hertha Berlin as well as Bayern I Munich? Mean, you've got an insatiable thirst to be at these occasions, eh? It's oh, definitely it, it's nothing to do with the hospitality or luxury or that. It's, it's, a, it's an unquenchable thirst to see good football at first hand.
2: It's stadiums, is it? And it's just a different supporters, different cultures, just watching how different countries, what the routines, even just you know, before the match. Here it's pretty much you go and put a coupon on, you have a couple of pints, and you go <laughs> to the game. But it's just seen, look, different countries version of you know, like what you did before it and I just love all that
1: sort of stuff as that well That day it was Calimocho and we were singing with the athletic fans in a restaurant we'd got our little neckerchiefs on I don't know if you remember
2: The big fans I've never heard a national anthem as disrespected in my life and they played the Spanish I don't know why they never just binned it it's you know, Bilbao against Bar- Catalans and Basques in Madrid and they brought I felt sorry for the singer I remember they brought her up to sing the anthem and it was the guy beside us everybody was booing and Whistling And then the guy beside us He just went full on Pulled his jeans down <laughs> Stood up in his seat Look Bart Simpson Just bare arse <laughs> Just slapping his ass cheeks As the anthem's on <laughs> Me and Big Docker slipping him but, You've made your point There <laughs> this, guy. this guy's not You never told me that he's That's not
1: absolutely brilliant I'm not
2: a fan of the anthem But Just standing watching I'm going ah, and you, But then you need to sit beside him For the rest of the game After you've seen that side of a guy Like,
1: they will ever catch on that, that mode of expression At football matches what the full just full RCF yeah, up in your seat arse oh, I think Actually, that should be allowed
2: a good TIFO was it <laughs> <laughs> good display everybody when yeah, the team's stand, the back, arms arm, the stand up in your seat pull your arse be intimidating imagine the, the LA team oh, welcome then. to hell
1: <laughs> your love of La Liga was you know we talked before stemmed predominantly from your dad being a Real, Real Madrid did fan in those days Real Ronaldo as you called him if, if I asked you close your eyes and take a snapshot from those days that you were watching you know in Clyde Bank and you were moved by Redondo say or Brazilian Ronaldo. What do you who who do you miss from that? Who do you because everybody's got you've got nostalgia maybe for Lubo at Celtic or yeah. Henrik at his best. You know, if you could close your eyes and click your fingers and go back to a, a team, an era, a player a piece of skill. What, what do you miss when things have gone from that era that inspired you?
2: When I first started watching Spanish yeah, football? Yeah, yeah. Well, obviously Ronaldo. He was the first guy that I remember just being besotted with and I wanted every, I wanted these jealousies. I was only like nine or ten but you could understand, he was the first guy that was, you were, know, ste- you'd never seen step-overs and stuff like that so that was the first guy I remember you would put on the game just to see Ronaldo the way I'm going to say kids, but the way adults put on a game because Messi's playing. Ronaldo was the first guy who had that effect on me. But like You would watch him you know, rather than the actual match, but he was Luis Enrique hmm. and I used to enjoy watching him. I remember finding it strange
1: that he'd played for Madrid and Barca. Mm-hmm. In that era, that was still quite unusual. him Dele and Fena. F- F- oh. He had the, the Graham Hunter look going on. <laughs> he, he rocked it. I
2: remember, I remember having a pendant. My mum bought me on holiday Years ago And the whole team With mm-hmm. Nadal mm-hmm. Remember the defender Yeah is he related? Al- He's related
1: to Rafa Nadal he's, a, he's the uncle aye. Is, that, is that his Yeah Tony's his brother That's Rafa's dad Yeah. Right Me on the I mean a beast and, and a wonderful footballer From the back Albert Ferrer Yeah Chippy Ferrer I still work with Chippy You know Next time you're over We'll go out and have a cup of drinks Chippy's a wonderful guy wonderful really nice guy right back when the could, Olympic gold medal I your connections
2: Grim. I remember the,
0: oh, whoa, whoa, whoa,
2: the Champions League final played for that team in Milan you said to him we're going to go to the fan zone my mate's DJing we went down oh, it was med- <laughs> Mendi I never knew he was a DJ
1: He, Kevin he adores his music man he
2: lives it's just, for music it was, it's good yeah. sometimes you see what, ex-footballers it can be quite a, a tra- know, if they don't go into something that they're happy with it can be quite a your best years are behind you but to see Mendiator just up on the decks looking he was having the time in his life I was just I having up. a beer was going to he played some
1: good music as well didn't he oh it was it was amazing to see a square full of Real Madrid and Atleti who do you know as fanbase? do I'm genuinely fan base. dislike each other it's, it's no, odd to was, see them all milling around from, eh no no
2: because it's a hard one when an Atletico play Real Madrid. It's a hard one to decide. You don't really know who to support. I did come round. I, I like Simeone.
1: I, I think he's infectious. I like his, his passion. Do you remember we saw him that night in our hotel? He was there with... Uh, who was he there with? Uh, was was his biggest assistant? Was it? know Because he played... He was, he was the keeper in the double Argentina. Team, and, and he, he was, was a pin thin like that. Six. He was the backup keeper to that guy that thought the world was going to end, wasn't he? Uh, that wasn't Leo Franco. No, Carlos that was, Roja,
2: was Carlos it? Roja from Mallorca, correct He, he retired from football in 99 yeah. because he thought the world was going to end. Yeah. That's an awkward it's absolutely January right? the 1st isn't it. I went to go phone <laughs> your boss. Oh, sorry. My mistake. Uh, the world didn't end. Can I, can I stop and get a game? Good chance. I remember Burgos, he was he was a backup
1: he's Simeone he's he's, he's, Simeone as the way those who are close to the club really close to the club tell me that Simeone's a brilliant psychologist he's all the rip-roaring aggression and the waving his arms that you see on the touchline is not what the players get the players get somebody who's really smart at managing men and getting the best out of them Whereas Mono uh, German Burgos is fitness. Kinda. But also, yeah, no, that's Prof. Ortega who's. That's the guy. They say he's like thin, yeah. full metal jacket. Oh, and kinda. the rest. US military and level. Scares the fitness. shit out of Diego Costa, <laughs> you know. How those two go together, I have no clue whatsoever. And obviously, Prof. Ortega doesn't work out too hard with Mono Burgos, who's sizable. Mono Burgos is he's a giant now, but as a keeper, he was very, very good. But he's the, he's the guy that will work out on the, the strategy, the the tactics, the set plays. It's a really good football brain there. And I sent, um, Barry Robson is working with Aberdeen now and Barry needed to complete his um, UEFA badge, whatever it was. And then you need practical. So two, three weeks ago, sent, they, they allowed him to get out there and spend two, three days and he came back very impressed indeed. And I know why you would, Joel is an, attra- uh, an attractive football character, isn't it? whether you saw him playing on his side, the things that he does and how he, what he looks like while he's doing. And that draws the eye.
2: Yep. Yeah. I, and there's guys There's managers That you enjoy watching On the site like, And he's one of them like Jürgen Klopp mm. he's, He could watch Klopp For 90 minutes Just put a camera on him Because it, it means you ever see that one When he was the manager of Dortmund I think they were playing Napoli And I've ever seen a guy As angry about a decision I, think. Mm. I don't know what the decision But he was just going His face you actually find it like, mm. I think it's been used as a meme How angry he looked at the
1: decision I think he talked about that in our, in our, meet, in our hang, podcast He, he
2: apologised, didn't he, for how he, angry
1: he, he got he, he, I, he did feel embarrassed, didn't he, my memory is But I think
2: he looked that angry that the decision should be overturned If you can get that worked but, up, but then the ref's got to go look
1: But it's not manufactured, eh? No, it's you know. Passion. You see some managers will put that on to press the fans Or to give the players something and It's raw from him, eh?
2: And Klopp, mean, one of the guys, sorry, that was a uh, He's a Chelsea man Especially looked, He looks good as so. well
1: so that, that final was um, two Spaniards fighting it off in San Siro, and we did a nice day. And the point I was making was it was strange to see fans mingling like that. And you started the La Liga memories by talking about Ronaldo, which I guessed you would. Does it raise your eyebrow, Roger Moore style or Car- Carlo Ancelotti style, to find that he's president of Valladolid now? Ronaldo is? The guy who, yeah, the guy who. You know, I never knew that. Who, you know, has lived more largely since he was a player, and you can see the evidence of it. He's now, so Byadely came up this season, and he's just bought over, and he is in charge. And they were struggling, and they were playing East Sterlingshire football, sorry, East Stirlingshire until he took over. And so, since he's taken over. They're playing Champions League football and winning all the time, and it's incredible. So when you're free, we need to go over to uh, the Nuevo Mendes Rosa, no, the Nuevo Zoria, and and go and watch his team and go and meet him.
2: Definitely, yeah, for it. What meet Lee Ronaldo? It's doable. Of course, I'm up for it. Like nice today. What is the connection with why is he valid the lead?
1: I don't, I don't know. And when he took over originally, it kind of looked like a gimmick. And then when you've watched him and listened to him and seen the effect he's had subsequently, it's patently not. There's patently something about him that while he knows he, he's never going to be a coach or a trainer or a manager, and that, that kind of discipline in life is not. He's a big Baloo the bear guy. And therefore, being daily. <laughs> he is. It's a do-but-he-do. <laughs> And therefore, being a leader of a club and having ideas about direction and things like that is, is patently something that suits him for the moment. Whether he loses interest or not, I can't tell you because I don't know him that well at all. But he's in it because he wants to make them better and he's in it because he wants a connection with football. And I love that. I'm glad he's back in. Kind of any way you can get a guy like him back into the game, seems to me it has to be good.
2: I know, it's just strange that he's a valid leader. I thought he'd it be is. back into football and correct a role at Madrid. And, but... Correct. He's had a few controversial moves, isn't he? Did he not play for AC Milan and Inter Milan? He played for Madrid. And I'd say Barca. the answer
1: to that is going to be yes. How you better than see him? At this? How is he viewed in Spain? Um, he's hated it at, at Barca. At I take Barca it hate him because of the way in which he left.
2: He never it, went directly, or did he? Went to no.
1: He, he, in- he, in- he forced himself to go, forced them to land to go to Inter, and he claims to this day, I believe him, that he was let down by the board. And they reneged on a promise. And therefore, although he had a dodgy an agent I'd disapprove of, I think it was legitimate enough to go. And his season, that season, if you ever... Um, I did a beautiful... I mean, an interview with Chappie Ferrer for one, but also the current Fulham manager. Played against him. And I spoke to tons of people who were there with him. And it was like, being around him was just magical. Football aside. You know, full of fun. Um, being pranked by the players at Barcelona. And that's year when he scores 38 goals or whatever it is in 40 games. I can't remember the exact figure. Goes to Inter... Plays football, maybe that's the best of his career. Comes up against that Juventus side, and when Paulo Montero fouls him inside the penalty box, in a, what is really a playoff for the league to Inter. And Juve, even Italy is scandalised by the quality of the refereeing decision, whatever <coughs> influenced that decision, and how mm. Juve won that title in that game. Gets injured. They recuperate him. They work on him constantly for about a season and a half. He plays well in 2002 and he forces his departure to Madrid. So he's kind of hated it at Inter, for sure. And at yeah, Madrid, yes. people say that they've never seen a better striker. And most people who went to Madrid in those days like, laugh at the idea that he's not regarded with Messi, never mind Cristiano, okay. that Ronaldo is maybe... Their argument is maybe he's number one ever, bar nobody. I watched a game the other night. It was a classical. I
2: never knew Messi had played against Ronaldo's Madrid you forget how long Messi's can kind have of been at that level I was I just thought, what classic Spanish football video or whatever and it was like Beckham was on Ronaldo and probably Figo I'd Figo was, yeah, he was playing as well uh-huh. I think even Roberto Carlos I'd imagine
1: Micalelli was playing it was just, it was just
2: surreal seeing uh-huh. I just you associate Messi with the modern era but seeing him with the
1: but at that time when you or I or anybody was watching Messi looked to us like oh that's that's promising he's
2: comment Jerry Armstrong was just, I think Messi hit the crossbar, he'd done a wee kind of mazy run, hit the bar and then he's just going, this kid is something special and mm-hmm. it, was, it was kind of strange hearing them talk about him in those terms, but I never realised he had crossed over the two sort of What's generations when you're watching him play against Beckham.
1: What's the Messi experience been like for you? Now I that
2: thought, see the other night against Spurs, the game, game and that was as good as I've ever seen him mm-hmm. and it's quite, I've been really busy obviously with my, my shows but. At the night off I thought I'm going to watch This game Just sit down Old school Watched it And it was just it was a, As good as I've ever seen them And I think see that the, the World Cup Almost It could have derailed him a bit But I think he seems Even hungrier than ever And it's exciting I think this year Barca could be
1: well, he's never before scored, what, what, is it five goals in two games in the start of a Champions League? Now that he's the captain, he stood up at the camp now in that. I think you've been to the Gamper game where it's an exhibition game, and therefore the players, one or two of the players, certainly the leading player, the captain, the coach, will speak on the pitch briefly. And this, he's like, he, you know, he's not a great big speaker. And he was like, um, you know, we did well last year. I've inherited this armband from two greats, before me, Chavi and Iniesta, and we did well last season. A double is good, but we won that beautiful. That, that historic cup from the beautiful competition back yep. here and I think you can see it and how he's playing somehow there's another because
2: uh, I've not really been watching as much Spanish football because they don't show it on Sky anymore you need to download what is it? 11
1: uh, that uh, was called without advertising on their behalf <laughs> do it because there's, there's a new added bonus now with extra bumper Graham on there so or a, a dodgy box definitely do it so I've not watched you're just sort of relying on Match reports and
2: statistics or whatever they see Yeah But you forget how deceptive And how does Messi such a disservice Just to rely on the stats When you actually watch the guy Because even like an assist I I, kind of I don't really agree with Since I've started counting assists Because you watch watch some You watch passes right You'll watch Messi He'll play a 30 yard Incredible pass to somebody That just needs to tap it across So for example Messi will square it away up to Suarez He'll tap it across and somebody will have a back post tap in so, you're saying the so Suarez so gets be the assist thing. Uh, he, on, on record he has got the assist whereas it happened a lot with Andy Ester he plays he played the same kind of passes Somebody would just roll it over to the striker, tap it in, but it goes on record as this guy got the assist. I think it's such an overrated stat. I don't, think, I don't think they should be counted. Is what I'm trying to say. But
1: yeah, but okay, so I will buy that argument, and and therefore what you're hinting at is is the fact that Messi does now so much more um, than he used to do, and even you know what would be considered as the absolute glory days, because. He's he's effectively playing in midfield and still scoring forty fifty goals a season. You know, the, if he's the the pen, not the, the anti penultimate pass, the, not the assist, the one before or two before the assist, that tells you positionally where he is in the pitch and his link play with the Jordi Alba. When you when you take Xavi and Iniesta away from Iniesta, per- Messi as dance partners, and we always knew and you were there to see that in Alves, he had a guy who completely understood him and loved doing. Daft crazy things Over the pitch To rip other teams apart You take all of them away And him and Albert Just reinvent themselves As the perfect You know Fred and Ginger Of the football pitch
2: Yeah That was the first time I'd seen I'd watched a Barca game In a while It was the Spurs game And it was just like You could see it coming again The Guardiola Who's the Brazilian The midfielder
1: oh, He looks great I've always known You know football man What's his name exactly, again Exactly Artur Artur he, I, It looks as if he was born And yeah. brought up in La Masia ah, Is he That's Brazilian? made me so happy does he No, he's Brazilian and he's only just joined this summer. You're literally in the company of Messi and Xavi. Xavi, I know from, from speaking to him, thinks Artur is good enough to be his inheritor, Yeah. but won't speak about him publicly anymore because of the pressure that was on Xavi when he was taking over for Pep Guardiola. Xavi, being as smart as he is, is learned enough not to repeat the pattern and go, I've done the same to him as was done to me. So back in Qatar, he's watching all this guy and he's jumping up and down on his sofa, but with excitement. And Messi doesn't it, it, talk it, about it looked
2: the place. Great that night. It
1: well, f- your eye is good. Messi was asked a few weeks ago, like you know, of the new signings, and he went, "Well, you know, they're all very good, but Artur."
2: See, I never knew did bottom. I thought he'd came out of the academy because he's, he's, he's just he's got that mould that he's just ready-made for the sort of movement,
1: style. thinking, passing, one-two. I don't care where he's playing. It happens to be that in the club where they used to play that system. But, like watching him is just pure right. joy. That was
2: I'm excited yeah, I, when I watched exactly him. I was like, right. this could be. The start of something.
1: We, sh- we share it. We share a view. Um, and I'm
2: glad to get rid of Neymar He just never suited, uh, did he?
1: I don't. Football
2: wise, but his
1: personality I think he's a kid. and stuff like immature. Never, but like, would but you know, would you like to see him? Do you think he'll grow up? You, and I mean, I'm if, trying to say a question that I don't believe in myself. See, so We spoke band, about like
2: Ronaldo and the Brazilian, like Ronaldo, Ronaldinho, Brazil. You grew up, right World Cup. That's everybody's, probably everybody's first football memory as a World Cup. Summer holidays and Definitely Watching the games Like right? So you Brazil teams were, Well Romario 90, USA 94 Is the first World Cup I remember And it was you know, The yellow jerseys The blue shorts The football they played And I think it's quite sad That that's going to be tarnished mm-hmm. Through this World Cup This year Prince In Russia Neymar rolling it It's just It's kind of ruining that legacy
1: And they want to know your single greatest memory supporting Celtic. Seville, probably. Even though it ended, I think you might say it ended badly, because it was just a great
2: the experience, the whole journey, beating Boa Vista in the semi-final, knowing that you were going abroad to watch Celtic in a neutral venue in a European final. And that team that we had, and going over there actually thinking that we're going to win a European trophy. Because you grew up here with the Lisbon Lions, and that was the closest I think we'll, we'll ever be again.
1: I didn't go. Didn't, didn't many go?
2: There's a couple, a couple is right? <laughs> but that that whole journey, just going over there and just seeing so many fans, and the game. If you had, I, I've never quite brought myself to watch it back because I just feel so gutted for Henrik. Know when he scored, he played on me. The two goals he scored were just unbelievable. And then his face after it, when he's holding his silver medal, saying, "And what did he say? I never came here for this or whatever." So that that was. I don't know if that's the greatest memory. though Because it how it ended? But. I, I would I would say Seville. Just the whole journey. It was amazing to see us on such a big scale and the quality of the players we had in that team. So I definitely it's I, a perfect I go, go for Seville.
1: That's a good answer. All the
2: day we stopped to ten in a row And Rangers have won nine in a row.
1: Kevin, you know me well, it's a strict choice situation you're in. You have to pick one.
2: One, probably Seville then. But that that day was I grew up thinking Celtic just never ever won the league. We won the Scottish Cup against the Eldre Van Hoydonk That was the only time I'd seen us lift a, a trophy But that day was May, May the ninth, 1998 I still remember the date And then the whole stadium was singing Walk On And Perfect Day by Lou Reed came on and remember I think that's the first time I cried at a, a football game I just get, seeing my dad as happy And just watching the whole place When we won the league that day So, In fact I'm going to go for that then Because it's my earliest, happiest
1: memory it's funny you reach for that because we'd, we've had really lovely experiences since we first sat down in the big interview with you, And I, it's hard to pick through them, but we had one recently where we asked Julian Lescott what it was like on the pitch that day against QPR when they won the title. And we kind of knew the answer. We said to him, what did you do? Instead of celebrating with the goal scorer or running to the fans or a TV camera, he remembered that the kit men and the physios who helped him through injuries were all died in the old Manchester City supporters so with that thought he instinctively ran to them to dive in with people like you immediately thought what will take me away from the civil choice is my dad's happiness he was like what they'll be feeling right now and to me that really moved me that, that we all know football is beautiful and it does special things to your brain and your heart and it, you can ally it to music or drink or defeat or tears or whatever it is you know a, a laugh of too. course but that, that shared, that's a nice touch though shared joy that's good to heal But it's like you—it's like you, like you, choosing that because of that shared joy.
2: And it was for my brother as well because John had grew up right through the nineties, and he—he was—he's ten years older than me, so he was getting more of. uh, He would be seventeen, eighteen, when I'd be seven or eight. So I never fully grasped how grim a time that was—the pain to be a Celtic fan. Mm. So he had really experienced it. His his adolescent years were spent traveling to Brockville. Finishing 4th and 5th in the league And going all over Scotland Watching like a poor Celtic team So to finally see The light at the end of the tunnel When Larson came in And Wim Janssen And the ninth Harold line. Bratback We need to mention Of course he scored the
1: Harold Bratback pilot
2: Is that right? Aye he is isn't he? Hmm. I, don't know, I don't know
1: how I know that but if Some people say He'd need to be better At finding the runway Then <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Henrik spoke very highly Off the camera on SoccerM We were speaking a bit more Like the esoterically about Scottish football and memories that only Celtic fans and him would have but he was saying uh, Harold great guy and he spoke very highly among the park as well because you think he has played up front alongside Ronaldinho <laughs> Messi Harold Bradback, Darren Jackson that's quite a Wayne Rooney and he's played up
1: but like when I made that mean spirited joke that you've just exposed for the mean spirited joke that it was about Harold The point is in my memory and I'm not a Celtic fan was that the frustration and often it's the case of footballers is when they're good enough to either play themselves into good positions or to find good space and then miss it's the missing that's frustrating I
2: remember his debut he scored four goals and he had a stinker like that is a got to be Football at first, it was it was against Comarnock, and I remember Larson actually stopped the ball on the line. For it was almost patronising. It was like no, bringing a competition when they're on, but he still, as you say, you you need to be there. And it's only when you lose a striker that you realise, oh, it wasn't that easy. No, where was where was the guy to tap it in? And then I, I don't want to say
1: anything bad about Harold. So. But Dodri really would take him these days Now a little birdie you told me that um, you, you. I started this about an hour ago About being a good communicator Team talks I want to talk about team talks Did you give an inspirational team talk At some stage? Yes I was drafted in <laughs> It was the day Just after Celtic
2: could beat Motherwell for the treble last season the the double treble Um, I got a phone call for Brendan Rodgers saying it's Scott Brown's testimonial tomorrow he said I usually give a team talk a tactical talk and then I usually give a sort of wee minute get the team in a huddle before we go out just a wee bit of inspiration could you come in could you come in and give the inspirational talk before Scott Brown's game against uh, the Republic of Ireland so I said of course but I was like we need to do it if we're going to do it Brendan we need to do it right so I said to him get me a, a Get me a track know with K B on it, get me a clipboard. <laughs> so I was going to the game anyway, I was taking my mum and dad up because it was all the money was going to like the cancer charities and the Liam Miller fund, so I, I bought a box for my parents went up and my girlfriend it was great. So about ten minutes before the game, somebody comes and chaps the door saying, Can you come down to the dressing room? So the guy hands me a like KB tracksuit, out my tactical board and Roger says, How do you? he pulls me aside in the medical room and he said, How do you want me to introduce you? I was like, "You need to say we like, uh, right, 'We're bringing in this new coach. He's going to be working very closely with the team for the next couple of seasons.' I'm going to, he wants to come him in and say a few words." So Rogers is he's pissing himself laughing and going, "Right, definitely." So I'm standing outside the dressing room. He's in, saying to the whole team, "We're going to bring this new guy. He's just completed his UA for pro badges." And so so he goes, "Here he is." Right? So I walk in, and obviously like Scott Brown, Kieran Tierney, Callum McGregor, all the Scottish and the English ones start laughing when they see it's me. But there's like. Olivia and Cham and Moose Dembele, they're thinking, is this the new coach? <laughs> so I just thought the only way to approach something that is just to get into the character, make it look pantomime ridiculous. So they're laughing, I was like, right boys, silence. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I was like, gather in. So I'm getting right into them. the gaffer, you're in. The, the dressing room Celtic part, looking at them, I was, like, gather in. I was like, the gaffer's brought me in. Because he's worried there's going to be complacency creeping into this dressing room I was going going for it I was like Celtic against Ireland One of the fiercest rivalries in world football <laughs> I left the dressing room just as the Ireland team were in the tunnel And it was James McLean He's kind of looking like Celtic sound up for this No it's a testimonial Then he seen me and we're talking away I was just going I was just in for a laugh And then that was it so the team came out Buzzing. And then it was like it was a great experience just to go in and could, rally could, the troops. Could
1: you Do that again? I, it, is it in the blood? I, I think you should get me in
2: for a competitive game. I mean, there's there's plenty more inspirational talks in there. We'll have a word with Celtic. It was a good feeling. I've still got my my KB track and my my tactical board. I was
1: going to say like if, as much as it was a desperate day for us, it wasn't the Celtic Aberdeen game where you patted me on the head and said. You've done very well getting here, you dirty bastard. But it was, it was
2: did, did you know that we met before the Aberdeen Cup final? The first of the two. I was just, it you did. should be so proud of your team, Graham, getting this far. And I hope you have a nice day,
1: Graham. It wasn't even that, it wasn't even that nice. You, you, you literally reached out and patted me on the head patronisingly. <laughs> Was I right the full time? So the second time so the second time <laughs> when we had the Scottish Cup cruelly ripped out of our hands, the tierney you know attitude. For as much as I hate losing, hate seeing my team like this, really, really gets to me. When when he's done and he goes to hospital and they bring him back and nobody'll let him in and he's like, I'm getting back into this ground again You know Boots in hand And uh, That to me His face
2: when he lifted that trophy That was
1: fabulous And he seems to me I I think I've only ever Maybe spoken to him once But also watching him play I think he's pretty special eh? See I'd
2: never I'd never heard that Kieran Tierney right Until I was doing a show And somebody had messaged me Saying this young kid at Celtic mm-hmm. is going to be massive He's looking to change his tickets Because he was called into the Scotland Under 19 squad or whatever He had tickets to see me the same night So I was like Alright I'll try and sort the guy out And then I'd say maybe even three months after that He get drafted in To the team And it was Ronnie De- A lot of Celtic fans mm-hmm. will criticise Ronnie Delia But he did spot a lot of good players And set up a lot of the spiner the team that done the double treble. But Tierney was playing against, I think it was FK Mulder or whatever they're called. The mm. Remember the the beaters? They beat Celtic in the first. I think they beat us twice. I'm pretty sure they lost. It was the third and fourth games and the groups were always against the double header, I think. I'm pretty sure they lost both games. But I remember watching him that night just going, You're the only guy on that part that seems as if he actually cares. And he was great football wise to watch, but he's, more it was his passion. And it was quite a low point. Like you thought, like, we're never ever going to see Champions League football again. This is the Europa League. We're getting embarrassed by a team like FK Moulder. But I was like, this kid was the only kind of shining light. And then Rodgers came in, obviously made him a massive part of the team. The rest is, speaks for itself. Know what he achieved, but it's like a Paul McStay kind of thing in it. Like he if, gets
1: the club, and yeah, and you're closer to them. You know, it, either that you can equate to things that they like in their life, or if the club's everything to them. And we're all used to loving players that show their passion and feel like you feel you would feel if you were on the pitch but he can also play in my book I know that there's a little bit as we speak there's some debate about you know how he's performed for Scotland or whatever and that position that, that I want to set aside cause that's it's temporary. just Scotland's luck on it temporary. two, two um, of
2: the best players
1: recently are in oh,
2: Liverpool, Liverpool, Andrew Robertson and Liverpool phoned me up
1: the when they were weighing <laughs> up which one to buy and, and, and talk to me about can you watch um, him when he's at, at um, Camp Nou for Celtic and say you know, what do you see and you know, so they they were into that same, and I don't think even when they, I think part of what made them do the deal was, that they were very obstructive about you know, T N E and not now and whatever. So how long you've got them for? I'm not. You know, that's you know, the
2: sad thing. We've been a fan, of a team in a small league. What the economics of football? You know, there's an expiry date. A few. If you've got a golden generation, you know mm. it's one, quite two seasons
1: tops. Even from Celtic. I think
2: that's what makes a manager good, though. you so got to constantly, have, what they it has call a cycle, mm. to constantly have to regenerate. And like You look at Mourinho and these kind of guys, they can just constantly spend money, just take whoever they want. It's like, it's like playing a football get a PlayStation game. Mm. You just go, right, pick your dream team, him, him, him. I don't really see the, the skill in that style of managing, whereas guys at the kind of lower end, I don't mean the lower end, but guys with...
1: Less what, budget, they less budget, and
2: then, on their wits and their yep, brains, or academies, or whatever. Not having to produce young players. Like we talk about that Barca team, two thousand and eleven. There's something infectious and romantic about a team that have all come through. The, I remember the the Ajax team, like ninety five, ninety six. I remember I could not even though I was only young, I could never get my head around how this is like a school team that went on to win the Champions League. Not like David Seedorf they all came through at the same time, and then Manchester United with Alex Ferguson. Mm-hmm. I think you're never going to see that again Because a manager's never going to get as much time In a job To just go look, These are the kids Might take a couple of seasons But they're going to be special Because you'd just be sacked The managers in, in, the, in the Premiership kind of world You're never uh, going to have time
1: to, You're not just saying it's more romantic you, you can spot the way in which These players interact with each other On the pitch a It's special it's just Because they've grown up together
2: Exactly mm-hmm. Even look Madrid I think Won the last three Champions League it is incredible But it was never quite Oh, like For what they achieved They're never going to be spoken about In these terms of That Barcelona team Who never ever won three in a row Never even won two in a row Champions Leagues. But it's, It was just a better
1: I don't know It's why you put your finger on Why Florentino Perez Remains obsessed with I'm not calling him out here crushing Barcelona under his heel Because he resents The love That that era was given Compared to what he thinks His president should be given Because of you know, repeat that Champions League. it's just Real Madrid
2: feel. It's the superficial. Why you can't just create that? can of manufacture that. The Barcelona team was revealed because it redefined football. And it was Madrid. Statistically, they were more successful than that Barca team. But you're not going to tell your grandkids about that team. Well, it's it's, it's sad as it is. But
1: it's, it's lucky before you. You finished, but anybody who wants to tell their grandkids about that film will handily have a really well-made film coming up quite soon. <laughs> oh,
2: oh. <laughs> You're not going to sit into your grand, and then this guy got signed for a hundred and twenty-five million pounds, son. And then this other guy, I remember he, the so day? He came through, so we bought him as well, son. And then a billion pound, <laughs> a billion pound we spent. These plucky underdogs and. <laughs> Like they won them. every game They should have won For the money <laughs> It's not a good story To tell is it Whereas the academy And the, the managers Having the balls To just go like, like Fergie Galdiola uh, Who was at um, Ajax Van Hal, Was it Louis Van How? I think he was maybe forced Just to have to rely on
1: He, he was, he was very fortunate plus. The guy that, that that's A common theme Through a lot of our discussions In that um, Johan Cruyff had left Had rebuilt The club And redesigned The academy And left Not long before Van Hal took over and therefore isn't, I'm not calling it only a Cruyff a triumph um, but a lot of the players who you'd have seen in that team Van der Saar and Kleiber, came into or, or whoever it was um, Litman, and came into systems that were designed by the Cruyff idea some of the kids who came through in that academy because also some of them were bought with wit from smaller um, Dutch clubs they, they like Barcelona you, you, can you immediately say it's it, you know Cruyff signed or Valdez no because they were coming into a system whereby he was you know in his last year maybe as a first team coach so he didn't spot them but the system all around Ajax the system all around Bax was functioning to his template you know so he had his KB tracksuit JC track suit his JC clipboard and went around saying this is how you do it and that's what we owe him that team the one the Ajax
2: team that beat, uh, who was it? was
1: it, AC Milan? They beat Milan with Clivert's goal later on. Clivert, that's uh, who. And then I think reached the, the final again, the following season, and she's not lost some penalties to Juventus. That's right. Yeah.
2: And then after that, they get absolutely raided, didn't they?
1: Yeah, the Bosman law. The Bosman they law made that, they, that dismantled. Yeah.
2: And that was maybe the starter. right, you're never going to see a team with, like, what I'm saying about the expiry date, and the cycle was... That is obviously going to happen And it will happen They were lucky to get <laughs> two <laughs> <of> <laughs> seasons Out yeah. of that team Still yeah. staying there yeah. And a
1: lot of them moved on And never Van der Salle went to Juventus And was judged a failure Davidson and clover um, Went across And it wasn't until Davids Reached he, a different Le, Le era Le in Juventus. Went to
2: Barca And never really
1: The De Boers aren't re- regarded As great successes Winston Bogard Bogard was a strange case And he just he I know he gave up He was like I'll go to Chelsea So I'd sign for a team That isn't and won't be in the Champions League Because I hate his travelling I hate being away from my family, so I'll pick a club who won't be any good. And of course, they qualify for the first ever season in the Champions League. But yeah, they were all, they, they went for different reasons, but they went easily. And it was easy to cherry pick and break aside, you know, this product that had been farmed and thought about for years. And it right, will have you. So we, we need to close because of your time. And I need to give you a difficult one sent from Bet365 the best footballer that you've seen live. And I think by the best footballer, it it might open up the concept that not the one that you're most, you know, indebted to in your life. So you can say Henrik, but they are asking a difficult question because you've seen one hell of a lot of moments live with with great, great footballers. Like performance-wise,
2: You can can choose. You You need to go somewhere but more niche. I remember the first time I ever really acknowledged a performance Was I remember Celtic Played Dynamo Zagreb Or Croatia Zagreb They were called at the time And Robert Prozinecki oh. Played And that night He said it part I mean, It was when I was first Kind of maturing Into like, acknowledging the game mm-hmm. And not just The strikers The like, actual The guy that could dictate and I remember The way he played that night I remember saying to my dad like, Because we'd seen him In Euro 96 Remember Croatia mm-hmm. Had that great team With Bilic Prozinecki And mm-hmm. Davosukar And that night I remember watching him Just going wow that was amazing to watch and then I heard that he smokes like 20 fags a day but he played the way he could have played that game with a fag in his mouth it was the first time I'd seen a guy just dictate the flow and or, or the first time I'd acknowledged that this is another way of
1: appreciating a footballer so On which note uh, Kevin Bridges thank you for joining us again thank you for being so generous with Pleasure. your time it's friendship aside it's really really good to to share this and enjoy it and I'll see you in Valladolid this season